Today on the Scott Thompson Show on 900 CHML. All right, the Premier of Ontario has wrapped up his uh, media conference uh, a little earlier on. And uh, as the Prime Minister mentioned earlier this morning, big help on the way for uh, business and uh, specifically small business and the rent costs that they are incurring, even though their doors are closed. Here's what the Premier had to say as he added on to what the Prime Minister said. We're delivering emergency commercial rent relief to our Ontario small businesses and landlords. In total, over $900 million will go towards helping these businesses make rent and keep people employed. For those who have had their livelihoods impacted, for the workers who've lost their jobs, we will have your back. We have frozen evictions so you won't lose your home. And today, I lost the Prime Minister to work with us on a program to support residential tenants. Early next week, we'll be releasing our framework for reopening Ontario's economy. It will provide a gradual and measured approach to opening up. All right, let's bring in Fred Eisenberger, Mayor, City of Hamilton. Uh, Lots of angles to take on this story locally, including uh, spaces opening up like James Street North, which uh, Council has uh, shunned on for what many may seem as obvious reasons. Uh, Mayor Fred is with us now. Fred, thank you so much for the time. Hope you're doing well. Yeah, doing uh, just great. And, uh, you know, in between, uh, you know, office and home, uh, everything seems to be working and you know, most of our councillors are uh, working from home as well, but they're all still very engaged, and uh, a lot of this stuff is, you know, happening virtually as opposed to uh, physically uh, connected. So uh, things seem to be working out. And let me take this time to uh, to give kudos to you and the other members of council who have done a great job so far of managing this uh, from a city perspective and making sure that uh, that everything is being taken care of, whether it's at the emergency uh, center that you guys have have established or, or or even tending to the many comments I'm sure you're getting from citizens. It must be an incredibly challenging time to be the mayor. Yeah, you know what? Uh, it's challenging, but you know we're we're up to the challenge, and you know we've got a great team. Uh, you know, Paul Paul Johnson on the EOC and uh, Public Health, uh, Dr. Richardson, and the, the entire EOC team, which includes fire and paramedics and all of our senior leadership. Uh, you know, have been making some great recommendations, uh, tough ones, difficult ones. Uh, who, who'd have thought, uh, you know, two or three months ago that we would have shut down our entire city, pretty much business and public spaces. To, uh, to accommodate a virus, uh, but here we are, and uh, I really think, uh, you know, my thanks goes goes out to the public at large. I think that's where a lot of the hurt is, and, uh, you know, we're talking about business today, and the Premier announcing a, a benefit to uh, to renters, which, uh, you know, is long overdue, and, and then I know that the Prime Minister is uh, looking at the very same thing. Last night, we had a conversation with uh, Minister Usain, Minister of Social uh, housing uh, federally, and we've had the ongoing conversations with uh, federal partners as well, uh, the Minister of Finance and the Minister of uh, Infrastructure and Deputy Prime Minister, all of them aim towards uh, how are we going to help the individuals in our community, how are we going to help businesses uh, stay afloat, how are we going to help municipalities stay afloat, and that's a kind of conversation that we're actively having with uh, all of our provincial partners. So there's a lot of credit to going around. I think the uh, the federal and provincial governments are doing a fantastic job in this emerging pandemic environment. Uh, difficult. There's no roadmap for this. Uh, everybody's learning as we go. And, uh, you know, we're going to get through this collectively, but sharing information and, uh, you know, opportunities like this 
to be able to share information with the community at large about where we are and, and where things are going is vitally important. And so far, a community at large, I think, understands why all of this is happening and why it's important. And so uh, hopefully we'll stay the course. Uh, as the Premier and the Prime Minister mentioned this morning, uh, help on the way for small business in the form of rent relief. You had mentioned earlier uh, a task force to help Hamilton businesses. Can you expand on that in any way? Uh, Who would be in- involved? What form would that take? Yeah, so we're uh, we're just formulating that that now, and uh, that, you know it'll probably be uh, you know obviously include the chambers of commerce, um, some of our major institutions, Mohawk McMaster, uh, the uh, the business community, uh, you know some of the larger business players potentially. Uh, we're going to mo- probably model it after the uh, the uh, mayor's task force, Blue Ribbon Task Force on uh, on the uh, the work worker shortfalls, sh- shortages, the uh, employment shortages that are out there, the skills trade shortages. Uh, so a lot of lot of uh, different uh, different uh, people that are already working in the employment space, uh, all coming together to look at uh, what what does the future of business look like. All relies, of course, on on the announcements that uh, the premier and the public uh, provincial public health uh, indicate in terms of what what we can relax and what we can't. And then uh, you know how do we how do we then put that into effect locally here in Hamilton to do the best job possible of uh, continuing to support our businesses and uh, and the people that are employed therein. I think it'll be fascinating too, Mayor, to see how we all come out of this, uh, how we do recover, what that model looks like coming out, and and how we see changes in virtually every aspect of life because of this. Well, you know what what uh, what this crisis has done is it, it certainly has amplified some of the kind of social challenges that we uh, we see out mm-hmm. there. You know, long term care homes. Uh, you know, you know a lot of the uh, employment opportunities in long term care homes are, are working at the margins. Very 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 small employment base uh, that isn't necessarily getting the kind of credit they deserve or nor, nor, nor the support. Uh, homelessness, that's now, you know, a glaring issue that uh, we see front and center and how much attention this has taken to ensure that uh, those that are homeless or, or are having, uh, you know, housing challenges are, are, are struggling in this kind of environment. So all of the, all the major social challenges that we face, including income, uh, are now really coming to the fore and really staring us in the face. And, and governments are now required to respond to uh, to those kind of challenges. So we, when it comes to things like, uh, you know, basic income, that was a – I had a conversation with the prime minister four months ago about, you know, we should be, we should be looking at a national basic income uh, process because the, the challenges in our communities are, are, are significant. Uh, back then there was no pandemic. There was no crisis, no coronavirus, and, and, and now, today, we see the federal government uh, pouring money into the hands of people that aren't working right now to keep them afloat. And, and you know, it mirrors basically what basic in- income would do. So we see a lot of changes, and I, I sense that this, uh, this crisis, no one, no one would want this. Uh, this is, uh, this is an unprecedented, agonizing, uh, scary uh, environment that we're living in, but it is going to uh, highlight some changes that I think uh, may over the long run be beneficial for our communities uh, as we deal with some of these very glaring issues that are now becoming very apparent as being significant social problems in our community. And certainly these could be very much opportunities uh, as well coming out of these crises as, as we move forward. 
You're listening to the Scott Thompson Show podcast on 900 CHML. I want to ask you about, you know, for years we've talked about densifying downtown cores and mm-hmm. and, and, and mm-hmm. adding more bodies to the downtown core. However, we're seeing a situation that happens as a result of that when we put people up, not out. And that is during a, a time of a pandemic, there's really no place to go other than your little box in the sky. Uh, mm-hmm. Hamilton, not so much uh, that situation to say a larger city like Montreal or Toronto or Vancouver or such uh, but still it is it is presenting problems we're hearing people that uh, that want to open up James James Street as a James Street North as a, a pedestrian area to, to let people get out you can certainly understand how people in the downtown cores all over the country would want this sort of thing what is your position on this and why is this not necessarily a good idea well, you know, I, 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 I really understand the sentiment that we all want to get out. Uh, you know, we've, we've closed off just about every, you know, public space imaginable to prevent people from gathering and for, prevent people from getting too close to one another. So the whole message, message has been and continues to be stay home as much as you can. Uh, wash your hands, cough into your elbow. And you know, if you're going to go out, uh, you know, try and keep it localized in your local neighborhood and, and, and in your local park if you need to walk and get that exercise or run. Uh, I see as I travel around the city, no lack of space for people to do all of the, all of that, uh, you know, maybe not in the, in, in the places they'd like to do it on a nice trail uh, in the woods, but there's lots of space in our city to, uh, for people to walk, cycle. We have our cycle lanes on Cannon and on Bay Street and on the mountain in various locations. All of that is still very much in place. And so this notion of creating uh, additional space for people to bike, rollerblade, uh, walk, uh, shut off the street so that uh, is really counterintuitive to what we're, we're asking people to do, which is stay home as much as possible right now. This is the message. That's been the message right from, uh, right, right from the very beginning uh, was, uh, you know, the less contact we have with one another, the better, because that less opportunity to spread this virus. And so setting up an activity location on any street just it doesn't make any sense from from that perspective, and that's why public health has not recommended it. Uh, the the emergency operations center has not recommended it. My the likelihood that they're going to come back and say exactly the same thing is pretty high. Not because we don't want people to be active, or not because we we want to deny people the opportunity to get out, but we're asking them to do it close to home. We're asking them to to find different ways of getting that kind of outdoor time staying spatially separated, physically separated. And, you know, when I went to, so when, when this James Street thing started, I, uh, I took a drive down uh, James Street at uh, 8 o'clock in the morning uh, coming in and 5 o'clock in the evening going out. And I counted the amount of people that were on James Street in total. Uh, going, going in the morning, I counted 35 people walking on James Street from King Street to Burlington Street. Mm-hmm. It's probably two kilometers. 35 people in total were on walking on the street in various locations all the way up and down that corridor. In the evening, I counted 39 people on the streets, mm-hmm. navigating to wherever they needed to go, totally separated, totally spatially separated. And I, I wanted to spell this notion, and public health, health will do this, that you know, walking past one another is not a health risk. Uh, you know, that's going to happen, uh, you know, on sidewalks. Uh, you know, I mean, many people right now are, are take, being extra cautious by, you know, going wide. And, you know, yeah, doing that sweep around. Apart. But you know what? The, the, the problem is not when you're walking past one another. It's when you stop and, and you know, and, and, and activate and get too close to one another, shake hands, 
uh, hug or do, you know, all the things that you, we, we shouldn't be doing right now, that's when the problem starts. So when, when we have two people on a sidewalk and they're the only two people on that street on that sidewalk, there is no problem for people to pass each other and keep on going. Uh, if they stop and interact, that's a whole different matter. Uh, then they ought to need, you know, they need to spatially separate. And I see that happening, you know, in my neighborhood. So people are walking on the sidewalk a lot more now than they've ever done before. Hmm. Uh, and when they, you know, when they're when they're interacting with their neighbors, you know, sometimes the neighbor's sitting on the porch, and the other neighbor's standing on the driveway. Perfect, yeah. no problem at all. Uh, other neighbors come by and they're walking by and they're not interacting with that group and they're just walking the dog. You know, pass on by. That's quite all right. The moment it all stops and everybody gets too close, that's when the problems start. So I, I think people need to stop kind of exaggerating, you know, the, uh, the, the pass-by issue. Uh, there's, uh, th- there's a need for everybody to get out. And I think in due time, you know, the first thing that, that, that's going to be relaxed when we start to come out of this, and, and you know, as the province is uh, kind of laying out their plan for, you know, opening things up, the first things that will start to happen would be the public spaces. Clearly, that's uh, that's that's uh, you know opportunity number one. Uh, it'll still require you know some spatial separation, some physical separation. You know the, the virus will still be out there, so there's still a need to protect against the spread. But uh, as long as people are able to do that in those public spaces, uh, there's no reason why we can't in due time get that opened up. And then you know with the rest of it, you know it, it's complicated. I think as you mentioned earlier, you know. That getting back to normal, the normal that we are familiar with uh, three or four months ago, is probably not going to be with us for quite some time. It's going to be a new normal. It's going to be a physically separated normal. It's going to be testing against the virus. As long as the vaccine isn't available and as long as the virus is out there, we're, we're going to have to be cautious and, and aware of how that can continue to spread and be able to, to react to it uh, quickly should we find cases that uh, need to be isolated. So. I think that the I think the the new normal is what we need to start thinking about, you know, over the next many months. Uh, uh, being able to open up public spaces, I think that uh, that that may be you know a shorter time away, and that certainly will be a benefit to everybody in our community. And you can certainly see without those public spaces being open, if you opened a place like James, uh, open up a place like James Street North as a pedestrian corridor, all of a sudden now that becomes an attraction, much like a waterfall exactly. or anything else. Uh, right. What I would like to ask, counter, counter, sorry, go ahead. Totally counter to what we're trying to trying to get people yeah. to do, which is contrary to that message. So I, I get the I get the sentiment. I, I I have the same feeling. I want people to get out too. I want to I want to integrate with people. I you know we're all social beings and. We want to get close. I want to hug my grandchildren, but I can't right now. And so uh, we understand the difficulty, but, you know, bear with us. I think, uh, you know, it, it seems that we're starting to flatten out that curve and, you know, things are starting to even out. So that may give us an opportunity to start looking at uh, opening up some public spaces, uh, spatially separated or physically separated, but still uh, available to people to get out and enjoy. What advice do you have for those who are in a downtown core? I mean, for those of us that, that live in suburbia, uh, you know, even a backyard is, is, a, is a great uh, place at this point. Uh, how, right. What recommendations, what, what advice do you have for those who are living in the downtown core? Well, I mean, we do have downtown park spaces. And, uh, you know, we've got a fairly recent uh, park space at, uh, you know, the corner of, uh, give me the corner of King William and uh, and Catherine, uh, you know, yeah. in that area. Yeah. Brand new park space that people can walk through. Uh, we have Gore Park downtown, uh, not too far away uh, in the local neighborhoods. There's uh, there's there's green space. Bayfront Park is not far away, although 
if you li- and, and our message is if you live in the neighborhood, you know, use your neighborhood assets. Uh, you know, don't don't drive from the West Mountain to no. come down to uh, you know the waterfront to try and uh, you know access the trails because that's when that's when the challenge becomes the challenge that we you identified now on James. If we open that up. Uh, that'll become the uh, the drawing card for people to come down there and start uh, utilizing it. So we're asking people to stay localized. And in downtown, uh, you know, maybe not. Um, I, I would say the green space is, is probably not, uh, you know, uncomparable to, you know, w- what it would be like on the mountain or different locations. Uh, there's uh, lots of sidewalk space. There's lots of, uh, you know, interesting places to walk to and see and view. Uh, so, you know, we're all kind of in the same boat. In my neighborhood, uh, you know, I, we've got one school site and a, and a park. Uh, you know, a lot of people are surrounding that uh, that area, walking out in the streets, staying well separated, not any problems. Uh, so localize it. Uh, for those that are living in apartment buildings, uh, you know, they, they, they hopefully have balconies. Uh, you can utilize those. Uh, sometimes they have, uh, you know, they have green spaces as well on the outside. They can rotate in and out of that. And then, you know, look at your local neighborhood and use the assets that are available to you. Fred Eisenberger has been with us, Mayor City of Hamilton. Fred, again, thank you so much for the time, and please pass along uh, our thanks to everybody at Council and everybody on your team who's working so hard to well, keep thanks. us all safe. Thanks. Good work. I appreciate that, Scott, and, you know, and, and I want to thank all of our citizens out there. They're the ones that are making this work. So uh, thank, thanks to them, because uh, if uh, if they weren't doing what they were doing, we'd be in serious uh, you know, coronavirus trouble right now. So all kudos goes to them. The Scott Thompson Show, weekdays from noon to 3 on 900 CHML.